let me finish this Malteser. Go ahead. Go ahead. I finished my spicy water, mm. which I really like. There's more if you need in the fridge. That's okay. Also, I know that you've got like a, you know, an endless, almost endless supply, basically. So, very briefly reporting on Soda Stream Life. I've been waiting. <laughs> it's so life changing. Because like you've sent me a picture. No, you sent me a video of its virgin, maiden, maiden, maiden. It's, it's maiden spritz. <laughs> what a thing to say. <laughs> I don't know how to say it better though. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did the okay. first time. So I've been adamant I wanted a soda stream for a long time. Facts. Number of times I've successfully used a soda stream though. Zero. What? <laughs> B- prior to receiving it or since? Okay, yeah. Because I didn't realize that it holds on to the bottle. Mm. So I've just been sitting the bottle in the bottom my whole life. Oh, and not pressurizing it correctly. (laughs) And it goes, if you do that and you don't seal it, it still gets a little bit bubbly. But in the process, it explodes everywhere. What made you want it after this experience? (laughs) Repeatedly, apparently. (laughs) Well, I knew I was doing it wrong and I knew I'd be able to figure it out if I had my own soda stream in my own So what you you actually wanted was the privacy of your own soda stream to just figure out how to do it. So everyone else, I I liked the concept of the soda stream (laughs) (laughs) and I wanted the opportunity to nail the execution. Christ. So I did have one maiden spritz before the one I sent you. Oh my God, you lied to me. And then I read the instructions and I did it right. What happened on the maiden spritz? It went everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. All right. So welcome. Welcome. Oh, welcome. This is Report Back. This is Report Back. Tom's adamant that we should do a real welcome and an introduction. We should. I think it's important that we state, state our name. So we'll try this one off the cuff. This is Report Back. This is Zoe. And I regularly meet up with Tom and... I'm Tom. You're Tom. Hmm. And what do we do? We are besties who report on adventures. Adventures slash just like... Observations. Yeah, observations, chaotic, kind of wholesome nonsense. If you have a bestie that you miss and you don't get the opportunity to FaceTime them enough, listen to us and it'll feel like you're sitting at the table with your two wildest BFFs. Do you know, that has actually been some real feedback I've had from people. (laughs) That's nice. Is that they just feel like they're at a conversation, but just listening. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I actually really like a conversation where I just get to listen. Um, So That surprises me about you. No, (laughs) I love it. As an introvert, sometimes people are like, oh, I'm going to introduce you to this person. Like Mm. they're quite a lot. I'm a good listener. I'm genuinely interested. I quite like a conversation where they do all the work. Okay, yes. I'm happy to listen to the backstory, to the story, to the anecdote, and that take two hours, and I just get to enjoy the ride. Don't mind that at all. Oh, yeah, okay. Fair enough. I understand that. Particularly if I get to swill a wine while you're doing it. I'm the opposite of that. I want to be in charge of the story the whole time. (laughs) Yes. Balance. (laughs) When we're together, we do have a terrible habit in a social setting of taking charge oh we absolutely monopolize the entire room it's a lot (laughs) and i did look into it there's already a podcast called it's a lot (laughs) 
Otherwise, that would be us. It would be us. It anyway, be. we're report back. We are report back. Welcome. We're both teachers. That's the other thing you probably need to know if you don't know that. Yes. If you're tuning in for the first time and you don't know anything about us. And you haven't us. done any back listening, which you're welcome to do or not. Go for your life or don't. Probably the production quality gets better with every episode. I actually can confirm that for absolute certainty. <laughs> we are here to report on, I'm going to say largely, um, social activities this week. Yes. And for me... Uh, speed dating environmentally i've been just dating not environmentally just regularly regularly (laughs) (laughs) um which we endorse as well we endorse so i had but i had a few quick i would say housekeeping things okay please lay it on just first they're not really housekeeping they're just quick things that i don't know how to tie in or segue into a narrative (laughs) the first one is we met in westfield earlier today we did, yes. And I just want to see if you remember, and this was not, this was specific to Belconnen Westfield. As teens. Belconnen or Woden? No. So it, being in Westfield today made me think of this. Okay. My mistake. Yes. So I'm not talking about the Westfield we're in today. I'm talking about the Westfield we used to occasionally meet up in, sometimes with your cousin, as teens. I do. Yes. And we would try and pick an obscure or quirky place to meet. Oh. Do you remember where we often chose? And it was in Woden. It was in Westfield Belconnen. Uh, Belconnen, sorry. Was it the reject shop? No. Okay. Oh, I know where it was. It was Howard Storage World. It was Howard Storage World. (laughs) (laughs) And I just had this thought as I went past a Howard Storage World the other day. I can't believe you remember that. (laughs) A core memory. Having to locate a Howard Storage World in a Westfield. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a task. You need a Marauder's map just to find it. I just need you to imagine the kind of teenagers that were like, do you know what would be fun if we meet outside Howard's storage world? Do you know that cousin and I used yeah. to go there for fun? I know you know this, but for the listeners' benefit, <laughs> <laughs> we just thought that we just really like, we never put, we never purchased anything. No, there. you wouldn't. It's $800. But I really liked looking at the storage options as a 15 year old. Okay. <laughs> and so the thing that made me think about this was um, occasionally I do I do an autumn clean rather than a spring clean. It's cooler. The tip isn't as busy. It doesn't smell as much. Recommend. Yeah, I can get behind that. Also, if you're about to hole up in your house for winter, doing an autumn clean is really nice. You want a clean house. So what I did recently was go to Howard Storage World purely for inspo. Bit, yeah. like, bit like an in-person Pinterest board, which is actually probably just what shopping is, right? Whoa, you just blew my mind. Anyway, (laughs) so I was going purely for inspo, then sort of noting down the types of items I wanted and then sourcing them cheaper elsewhere. How does Howard Storage World still exist? Because surely everyone is doing that. No one is buying the shit in there. No one is buying it there. Everyone's going to Kmart, aren't they? So surely it's a front. Yes, and that is my thought exactly. Mm. And if it's a front, for what? I mean, obviously some kind of money laundering. It's money laundering. But... What is, what's behind it? I mean, my initial thought. And we could, we're not, this is all conjecture and fiction. This is, yeah. We're look, not being sued. No shade at Howard Storage <laughs> World if in fact you're a legitimate enterprise. <laughs> okay. So my initial reaction mm. to this. Now for the listeners, I've never considered this. This is a fresh theory mm-hmm. I've come mm-hmm. up with just now. Yep. Storage related mm. obviously has to be something you've got to ship. Mm-hmm. So it's a smuggling operation for Absolute sure. Absolutely. For? Tell me what's, what is in the containers. You tell me. 
stolen magical items. Oh my god! It, and they're shipping them off to Magusa. Is that what you were thinking? I wasn't thinking that. Okay, but I'm really interested. That's what I'm envisioning. Okay. Okay. Um, my next piece of housekeeping. Thanks. For, <laughs> thanks for that little trip down memory lane. <laughs> we somehow went both down memory lane and like conspiracy theory avenue at the same time. I think that that's our speed, though. <laughs> Darting wildly between obscure lanes. I think if you can't keep up, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, my next one is a very quick question. I was in a Woolworths recently, as I routinely am. Oh, I sent an etiquette question coming. It's an etiquette question. Is this okay or nay? A man. Already, nah, off it. (laughs) (laughs) Boo! For clarity's sake, we're both into men. Um. (laughs) (laughs) We just find them intolerable lots of the time. Um, A man in the cleaning section. All right. Opening each brand of laundry detergent and smelling it. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Before making his selection. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a hard no. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. No. Nay. Jail. Jail. Prison. Jail immediately in jail. <laughs> I And I was looking at him and I was like, is he trying to choose one he likes? Or okay. is he trying to choose the one they already use at home because he's not paid attention? Ah, uh, so he could be doing like a real, like a really good thing by doing that. Okay. No, I'm going to reconsider my position on this. Say more things. So the forgiving angle would be like, he's got a kid with an allergy that he knows can only use one type of detergent, but he doesn't, he's not involved enough to know what that detergent is. Bit shit that he doesn't know, but good of him to try. He's not willing to text or call and ask. Ask for directions. Um, something terrible's happened to the significant spouse that knows what kind of detergent. Okay. He's got a foster kid, new detergent. Okay. Trying to choose a warm and welcoming scent. You're finding all the redeeming angles, right? Or yeah. just a bit weird. Just a bit weird? Just a bit weird. Um, Taking liberties that are not there to be taken. Absolute liberties. is volatile. Should you be unsealing the cap of anything? Um, if you're not buying it, no, I don't think that's so. A no, I think I think no. Things need it to. It just caught my eye, and I thought that's not normal, is it? I don't like that. Okay. Uh, who knows what they could be putting in there? Anthrax, needles. I've listened to a lot of murder mysteries. Clearly, I know all about what happens in Halloween lollies, which does transition us to dating. Because as we... In what realm? (laughs) Because as we said previously, recently, you have been on the apps through no fault of your own. And honest to goodness, through no fault of my own. And you haven't been on them for a while. Several years, I'm going to say. And I have had to remind you that it is app etiquette that after a certain number of hours from the date commencing, so you've told your bestie when your date starts. Yes. There's actually a required check-in time. Implied, which I've forgotten about, where you have to confirm you've not been murdered. Now, I think we have talked about our check-in code code before, which is on the podcast. Just it's simply, and it can be used in any circumstance. Yeah, it's not specific to like dating. No, and it's not specific to like being alarmed, but it's just like if you send it, there's no cause for alarm. Yes. Um. So it's. I send or you send a specific emoji, which is a flamingo. And the flamingo means immediately tell me 
like confirm that you're all right. Check in. It can be a big yeah. thumbs up. It can be yeah, anything. Anything. Any kind of response means I'm fine, but like not capacity to explain right now. I've got zero spoons or I'm just busy. Whatever it is. Just yeah. busy, but like not dead, not stuck on the side of the road, yes. whatever it might be. Yes. So, and that's an important one when you have a friend whose brain's very good at catastrophizing. Yeah. So it, it helps both of us. <laughs> because my first thought, if someone is not responding and late is that they're dead. Yes. Always. Always. <laughs> and then I have to work backwards from there. Yeah. You really, you, you don't play the tape to the end. You start at the end and reverse. Yeah. Like you. I'm in yeah. media res. Like the, the terrible <laughs> thing is happening in my brain at all times and I'm working backwards. Yeah. You, you work in rewind a lot of the time. I do. So the flamingo is <laughs> there to help everyone. So yes. I did have to remind you of that particular piece of date etiquette. Which I, I really had forgotten about. Yes. Now I once <clears throat> cheesed off a boy. You're, you're like, Chonkara, you upset a man. Um, I once cheesed off a boy specifically around murderous date etiquette. Really? And okay. it was a couple, it was not the summer just gone, but the one before when I was quite active on the apps, mm-hmm. going on lots of dates, just like trying to play the numbers game, just meet lots of people, I've got time, whatever. Yep. And he wanted to go on a drive to Tidbimi Villa. To see the baby koalas. I was going to say, is that's, this koalas related? That's a nice prospect. So I would be lured in by the koalas. I was lured in by the but koalas. But I am averse to the lack of reception. So my... But it's not very far into Tidbinbilla and there's going to be lots of people there. It's a school mm. holidays. So yeah, okay. the risk is the drive, basically. Like, do you end up where you said you're going to go? Yeah. As long as we end up in Tidbinbilla, safe. Fine. Okay, sure. It's The question is, is he actually going to take you to the... Agreed location. That's the question. Important. Now, obviously, I've got no reason to suspect this man, but that was my shoe against the table. I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought like <laughs> Poppy like dragged some kind of <laughs> giant bone in. She's peacefully asleep. No reason to suspect this particular man, but as they say, you know, pit of snakes, one of them's poison, but you don't know which one. Are you walking through it? Yeah. Not all snakes, right? So as he, he comes to pick me up, from a public location, not from my home. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a cafe and I'm like, cool, I'm in this cafe. Come and meet me. Like, I want him to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. One, he's cheesed off about getting out of the car. Like, he wanted me to just walk over to his car and get straight in, having never met him. No, <clears throat> that's not the that's rules. That's weird, right? That's not the rules. Unless you're an Uber driver. Weird. <laughs> Two, mm. even if you're an Uber driver, if you're on a date, Weird. Yeah, like if you're not doing the Uber driving. Two, he then got cheesed off when I took a photo of his car and number plate and sent it to a friend. (laughs) I'm cheesed off, it wasn't me. (laughs) And I'm like, the fact that you're weird about it is making it weirder. Yeah. Him being like, not all men. What have you got to be worried about? Anyway, so I once cheesed off a man by using the anti-murder etiquette. Yeah, we don't want to get murdered. We're really murder averse. Murder, we want to watch the true crime, not be the true crime. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a harrowing prospect. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been dating. Mm, I have. Or you've been on a date. I've been on several. You've been on several. I've been speed dating again. I am so thrilled to hear about this. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this story. I suspect you enjoyed your date so much you forgot I'd even done it initially. I did until you mentioned it again. <laughs> when I said, what are we reporting on? And you were like, 
uh, speed dating. I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> so I've been speed dating, but speed dating with a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go with a friend. So I mentioned on a previous podcast that I have a friend and she was like, I want to prioritize dating this year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of looking for events that we can go to that are singles type events. Yeah. This one we wanted to go to last year. It sold out really, really quickly. When the email came this year to say it was open, I just bought two tickets and assumed she would come. You were on it like flies on shit. I was. Then I sent the link to another friend and was like, I'm going to this, hoping he would also want to come. Yeah. He got a ticket. Now, it is land care for singles, tree plant speed dating. To be clear, this is ACT government sponsored dating. There Uh, is a... yeah funding stream called connecting people connecting nature that allows this to happen and so it is it is act official and i have to buy glue sticks for work i know (laughs) (laughs) imagine it's good to get a date on the government store it is i I endorse that i should get something um so interestingly compared to previous speed dating previous speed dating i've been to all the men were lawyers and all the women were teachers Yes, I remember this story. More yeah. diverse. Yeah. Um, but sadly, both friends who were going to come with me couldn't come. Yes. Not from just bitching out, but from illness. Yeah, it was really like surprising. And I thought, I'm still going to go because I need to find out on behalf of them what it's like so I can endorse it or not for them next time. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Not because I necessarily like need a husband right now. You're doing the good work. I'm going to do the ground research. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the way the thing operates is that you get told a place to meet, mm-hmm. you get there, you queue up, there's a, a line, they tick your name off, give you a name tag. I saw it, it looked very printed and official. Very official. They put the dots on my E. Mm. The woman gives you a lecture about selecting the most sensible layer of clothing to put it on because maybe you'll get hot while tree planting and you're not allowed to proceed away until you've understood the lecture. Reasonable. This woman has a conniption if you listen to the lecture and still put it on the outside. Done for. Oh, she's not having that. Hates it. She's making the drastic assumption you're absolutely removing your ad layer. Okay. As <clears throat> So you queue up, get your name tag. And you're wearing a hoodie, I remember, in the photo. I'm wearing my ANU like, windshader jumper. Yes. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I will touch on fashion in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back. We'll circle back. There are then three shuttle buses. <laughs> And it is very much like, and I asked a few friends this, but maybe this wasn't a universal experience of primary school. I thought this was something all Australian primary school kids did. It was exactly like going tree planting in primary school. Yeah, we did that. Lots. Like I would say once a year, they put us on buses, shipped us out somewhere freezing cold in the middle of winter and had us plant 600 trees. I remember, I remember getting on buses and going to Hoskinstown. Literally. Yeah. Planting along the railway track. Yeah. And then another time we had to walk though and it was like past Cladder Lodge. Yes. Yeah. It was so cold always yeah, and windy and disgusting. Freezing. It was it was exactly like that. So yeah. onto the shuttle buses we go. Yeah, we definitely did that, I remember. As we're getting on the buses, <clears throat> one person says, I'm getting alone vibes. A big wait, what? They just announced They've it. They just announced it. They're just like they just <laughs> look at the crowd and they're like, I'm getting alone vibes and sit down. What? 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 I was like, okay. Okay. Okay, hold on. Sorry, I'm just clicking my seatbelt. I'm strapping in for this. So no one else on my bus, after that announcement, speaks the whole trip there. Everybody is like... 
Everyone's silent trying and to make sense of this claim. Everyone's thinking about it. Really. Everyone's thinking about it really hard. <laughs> then we get to the assigned place. As we get there and we're getting out, I hear someone else say, because no one really knows what to expect. I hear someone else say, I heard last year they made the men dig the holes and the women plant the trees. And the rustle that went through the men. Shuttle bus lore. <laughs> L-O-R-E for those listening. <laughs> At the prospect, this event went from 9 to 1.30. That's a lot of hole digging. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Shia LaBeouf in that, um, you know, the film adaptation of Holes in the Desert. <laughs> yes, I wanted to make so many Holes references, but it didn't seem like the crowd for it. I was if like, I was there, I would have... I would have really lapped it up. Some Stanley <laughs> Yelnats for you. <laughs> so the men are quaking in their boots. Yeah. They're thinking, I don't have the hand. I don't have the calluses for this. They're like, this is actually a prison camp now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to tree gulag. Like, they, one of them goes, wait, they haven't pre-dug the holes. <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So we get there. There's two portaloos set up. And I kind of... Not enough. I kind of marquee. (laughs) Three for the women, one for the men. I've immediately pinged free tote bags. That's all I'm thinking about the whole day. Say less. To be honest. Did you get me one? You didn't, did you? Well, the tote bags, sadly, once I did more investigating, because no one mentioned the tote bags the whole day. At the very end of the day, uh, they they put on lunch and they had a nice couple of musicians one with a piano accordion ecstatic i'm thrilled about that i love she's walking around the crowd playing the piano accordion while they sing songs that they've written specifically about the local area and local trees that they like i beg you shut up and take my money i need it what were their names their names were either like the chickpeas or the gum nuts or something like that yeah okay um anyway it starts to rain so they have to pack up because their music instruments and the rain's not good yeah so we all pack up we're heading for the shuttle buses no one's mentioned the tote bags so I go, oh, excuse me, uh, the bags? And she was like, oh, please take one, take one. So I take one. The strap is not long enough. Say more, explain. The handle on the tote bag isn't long enough to like put it on your shoulder. Oh, I hate those. So useless. No, because it's like if I wanted like a handle bag. Yeah. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a handle you- bag because I'm not a 96-year-old woman. You can't actually tote it. No. It's useless. I want it on a strap on my shoulder. Exactly. It's completely useless. So I'm thinking maybe I'll use it as weed matting. Yeah, fair enough. No, if it's not a like if it's not a bag I can fill with absolute crap that's so heavy it's like, mm. you know, reinforcing my scoliosis in the wrong way. Mm. I don't want it. Exactly. It's <laughs> terrible design. And I just think I don't know why I expected better from Landcare, but anyway, because they're old, they need to tote things. Thanks a lot, ACT government. No, that was Landcare bag. Anyway, the ACT oh. government have set up the marquee. Okay. Cool. As you arrive, you have to do a consent form to have your photo taken. On the consent form, that is not what anyone wants arriving at a dating or singles event. No. On the consent opposite, form opposite. <laughs> is a box that says, do you work for the ACT government? Hell. I've signed it and then I've had this thought halfway through. I'm going to end up on that weekly ACT government newsletter. Oh, no. Because there is no way they run this event and they don't put it in that weekly. Like every single employee of the ACT government gets it regardless of regardless of what area you work in on that weekly email. And I just was like, oh, my God. 
oh my God, I'm going to end up on that. And then I had this thought, my ex still works for ACT government. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) So I spent all day like dodging the cameras. So we signed the consent form. Then they get us to gather in a kind of circle. Why didn't you just withhold consent? I didn't think about that till later. Oh, okay. Sorry. Continue. They get us to gather in a circle. And because it's a government event, a minister turns up to open the speed dating. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Which one? Or should I guess? Um, A Greens one for the environment. Okay, sure. And she does a lovely job. She opens the speed dating. She lets us know that one couple who were at this event a couple years ago have recently got married. That's nice. So it can work. It can work if you have enough trees and enough government money. (laughs) And some better tote bags. (laughs) Then another woman comes up and she is clearly part of the OH&S team. And she takes us through a series of stretches to limber up. So that no one gets injured. Is it the same woman who was doing the um, like sticker name tag lecture? Or no, different, different woman. Different. Okay. Different different skills set. Wow, they've got really specified roles. Don't She's they? really getting us to loosen through the ITB. She getting. She, this is a test. I am certain this is a joke. I'm hiding behind my microphone. She's like <laughs> everyone swing their hips. Like she's basically getting it. Then she's like bend over. Like. Like hinge at the front and then like straighten one leg, bend the other, straighten. I'm like, this, she's this doing, is twerking. Yeah. She's also doing a visual <laughs> assessment of like your physicality, like deciding who she's going to have to keep an eye on and who's going to put it back out. But there's also like, I'm now bum in face, so whoever's behind me. Like it's... <laughs> Clench hard. Look, it's an icebreaker. <laughs> it's a real equalizer. People Everyone are getting nervous. People are getting nervous about the fact that we have to walk away to the side to put the actual trees in and mm. the portaloos are down here. So people are trying to sneak into the portaloo and out during the stretch <laughs> without being noticed. Um, so <clears throat> then we go up the hill and they basically, it's not, it's not very organized at all. They break you into age groups. Okay. So my age bracket was the biggest age bracket. Huge. It was the, 25 to 40 or something. Yeah, 25 to 40 or 25 to 39, but it had the most number of people in it. The one below, very small. The one above, maybe half the size. The one above that, not many people. I'm not like... Because it's octogenarians. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like enough people that they they were actually the funnest crew, I reckon. Of course they were. Because they all went to the pub afterwards. That is the exact vibe. That is the exact vibe. If I had a friend with me, I would have gone to the pub with the old people. If I wasn't otherwise engaged, I would have made it. Sorry. So the way that it worked was they were basically like, so, because you're all spread out on this hill, digging holes and putting trees in. (laughs) Like The way that it'll work is every so often we'll blow a whistle every like 15 minutes. And in each group, we're going to have someone who has a bucket of trees, someone who has a set of stakes and guards, Mm -hmm. someone who has a digging implement. And when the whistle blows, you have to reform a group that has someone with each of those things in. Okay. Yeah. So each group needs to have a bucket person, a tree person, yeah. and a, yeah. a matic person. Yeah. That sounds fine in theory. The actual execution of that, abysmal. Just give people numbers and colors. Absolutely abysmal. No one can follow that direction. So very clearly by morning tea, somehow... What has happened is just in my age group anyway, all of the women are digging holes and planting trees and getting the work done. And the men are watering the plants. Are they all in, like, are they in groups together 
or the women have the women are in groups. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, I knew this would happen. This the, is why I would. This is why I would go to the straight one. The women are in groups, <laughs> and the women are like strategizing. They're like, right, we've got seven hundred trees. Yeah. We've got a, we've got approximately this many trees per row. We've got this many trees in a bucket. So every five holes, <clears throat> new person with bucket. Like, for, this is now somehow a military operation for the women. They're actually just making this an activity. We're like- entirely task focused. <laughs> Oh boy. Which is exactly what I thought I would do. I was like, I'm going to be too competitive about the tree digging. Do you know what? Actually, when you told me you were going to this and like, cause I knew that you'd missed out on it last time. I thought you're going to be really invested in getting the job finished and, and done well. Like yeah. people never dig the hole <clears throat> deep, deep enough. No. And that's where the trees fall over and die. Yeah. So like we were doing a good job, the ladies. Oh, so you could tell <laughs> there were lots of good gal pal friendships <clears throat> formed. I end up in a group with this woman and as we go past the older group, they all like cheer and jeer at her. And I'm like, oh, what's that about? And she goes, oh, so what I've done is I've actually put myself down an age bracket. Oh. Oh, Shantae, you stay. And then she says, because last time I came on singles tree planting, my ex-husband also came. Oh, <laughs> Ew. Uh, off it <laughs> and they ended up in the same age group together Yuck. so she'd popped herself down an age group he wasn't here this time thank goodness um and then she kind of recrossed paths with the old age bracket hmm. and they checked in on her and they were like any you know any hot young things any oh my gosh any options and she <laughs> said this phrase she just said so confidently lovely boys i could eat them all and then she turned to us licking her lips a little semicircle of like much younger women behind her and she went not in a sexual way (laughs) did she mean she just was like oh they're adorable bless them she meant she's just like too much woman for them they're so young holy dooly Holy dooly. She was like, they can't with me. They can't. No, they can't compete. They can't even. They'd never keep up. Anyway. Um, so it, it was actually a really nice event. It was, I think this was the nice thing about it. Mm. It didn't feel like dating. Somehow that was also the drawback. Ah, okay. Is that it needed to feel a little bit more like dating. Yeah. And so I not think- just like farm work. If, oh, sorry, kicking things. I think if I were to make a recommendation, because the it wasn't really clear to people how to transition from doing the activity to like getting someone's digits or to you know asking them on a date. Oh, uh, okay. And the intention of the program was clearly that at the end there'd be a longer mingling session, but it rained. Mm-hmm. And the mingling session, I suppose, is when you would um, ask for people's numbers or whatever. Yeah. And then they suggested people go to the pub afterwards. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that's where you'd ask for people's numbers or whatever. My suggestion would actually be, and I don't know how you would run this. I think Leanne would have to run it, not the ACD government. Because mm. I'm sure there's legislation involved. My suggestion would be some kind of like Instagram, Facebook group. Uh, yeah. So that you're kind of already connected to it. And so that there's a yeah. connection. And like they could put the photos there and people could kind of chat to each other there mm. or like... DM from there and if you didn't meet anyone you like you just don't join it 
Yeah. Or maybe if the actual tree planting was slightly less serious. And so you half the amount of trees you're expected to plant so that there's more time to like be alloc. Cause I assume like the tree planting, like aside from you know, maybe it's identifying some values or whatever about environmentalism largely is a, a premise. Like it's an, it's an experience to do to, like start conversation yeah it's yeah yeah, it's a like it's a vessel for the conversation the other thing they did was they put little flags little like toothpicks with print offs in each tree that had a conversation starter (laughs) (laughs) i want to disapprove of that but i don't uh i want to disapprove of it but it really clearly supported some people who were very nervous yeah okay um but i i do think the kind of having a platform where people can connect mm-hmm. later afterwards when it's less intimidating yeah is probably wise i think so too like and because yeah even though you've all kind of consented to be there as singles i think people are still really reticent to just go hey can i text you or like hey i really like you yeah and i think that there is we're in a bit of a funny funny kind of gray space where like you know, 20 years ago, just getting your number was what you, mm. was a normal thing to do. Yeah. And now we have this kind of strange space where it's like, okay, well, in what platform do we connect? And and how do you make that move? Yeah. Without making someone uncomfortable. I got advertised something on Facebook, which I, I mentioned to the friend who, the man friend who couldn't come to mm-hmm. the yeah. singles dating. His age bracket were actually much better at it. And it looked like they had a much better time and they were the ones that all went to the pub. Yeah. I'd be so into I that. think he should absolutely go. <laughs> um, but I got advertised this thing. It's like a, it was a crowdfunding thing, a social concept. And it was basically a silicone turquoise ring that you can buy for $10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you wear it. And the idea is that people know people wearing it are open to being asked out. Strange because I, my then, assumption would be if you're at the speed dating experience. No, 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 no. This is just for general life. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like <clears throat> the concept is... You pay the $8 for it, whatever it is. It's not very much money. It's a silicone ring. You wear the ring as a symbol of like, I'm single and I'm actively like dating. Oh, I have seen these. And then people can approach you and they know. Yes. And I, anyway, suggested this to a friend and he loved the idea of a symbol. And he was like, because... Is this the friend who couldn't come? Who couldn't come to the speed dating. And he's like, because I have no idea how to ask someone out. I don't, I don't know how to do it and I would never do it. Yeah, right. And I was like, one, I know that's factually not true. You've done it once. I know that. Hmm. You've done it once. Mm-hmm. Um, and did perfectly fine. Yeah. I think what, like, you just have to be willing to be rejected is the thing. If you're going to ask. Yes. Like, I don't know that it's fair to be like, oh, this is all society and like society has made me feel like I can't ask people out. I actually think you you just have to be willing for them to say no. Yeah. And be okay with that. And that's terrifying. It is. It's a very hard thing to do. I've done it. I did it via, I can recommend this as a strategy. I did it via post-it note to a barista. Yes. And it turned out he had a girlfriend. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Ended up actually friends, mates. Yeah. Which is such a lovely outcome, I think, for me. Like, I think genuinely good mates, probably forever. Yeah. Um, I get pictures of his pets, (laughs) which I love. Videos of pets um but it was i mean it was terrifying in the moment but once you get the rejection it's not that it's not as bad as you think it's gonna be yeah well because like the 
really the worst that can happen is they just say no. They say no, thank you. Like, <laughs> or no, because. Yeah. You either get no or no because or yes. Yeah. Yes, I completely agree. So anyway, something, I don't know. There's there's some interesting things to be thought about there about the process of asking people out these days. I think there is too. I think it's a kind of a weird space, which is why I was so averse to the whole app thing in the first place. Um, I hate them in many ways. Um, because you know. Yes. You know that I have been... Um, seeing somebody this is new i'm not i'm letting you guide how much you want to bring that into the pod yeah 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 uh i'm not gonna like do i'm personally fuming that you've met someone nice after one week on the ass basically (laughs) i think that's like statistically wild i'm thrilled for you yeah i'm very jealous i and i i've actually expressed this to this person i am more than a little bit miffed yeah it's wild like not not not, ch- I mean, chuffed, yes. Chuffed, like, chuffed, chuffed and miffed. Chuffed is good. Chiffed. But I'm, but I'm also miffed because I'm absolutely furious about being proven wrong about the apps I know. in one week. In one week. And I'm like, damn it. I know. Uh, and do you know what? I'm actually, I'm not going to fully concede to it. I think that largely. You're an outlier. Largely there's a huge flaw with the yeah. whole premise of it. Um, but. So, like, I'm, I'm miffed about that, but mm. I also am, like, really quite chuffed. Chuffed that it's working out. Chuffed that nice it's working time. out. Yeah, and I'm having a good time. <laughs> I think, I mean, you being on the apps has been interesting for me because it's a little bit of a role reversal for us. Yeah, we're doing Una reverse. Normally, neither of us are dating or I'm on the apps hating life. Yes. And whinging about it to you. Yes. Yes. You are on the apps but not hating about it, not hating life. Okay, there were but a couple telling me things. There about were it. a couple things I hated. Okay. But I think I I think I've shared those with you. I don't know that I can share many of them except for <clears throat> this is this this is a very small insight into into me and Please. how I and how I operate. And I think you you already know this. Um I'm not going to share the exact story this led to, but I am going to share how I got there. Um, I play fast and loose with the swiping. <laughs> I am not reading. You're all flash fingers. Like, I'm just like, zoom, 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 I'm thinking zoom. far too hard about it. I'm like, yes, no, maybe so. I don't know. Like, I'm just like zooming through. Zoom, zoom, zoom. And there were three separate occasions. Did you accidentally super like someone? No, no, I would never. I'd, I've done that and I'm very cautious about it <laughs> somehow. Okay. So what the situation this led to yeah. was, um, Oh no. Connecting. Oh no, once, I know this. Not twice, but thrice with people I've already like been on dates with. Yeah. Or people I connected with, connected in some with stage. previously, like several yeah. years ago. And it like absolutely just didn't work out. And there's another thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not on the apps enough to know this, but when you're across several platforms and you're like routinely re-downloading them every school holidays, mm. like someone we know, um, people, when you re-download them, they just start the conversation with, welcome back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Off that. <laughs> That's an indictment. Also, something that happened to me was I connected with the same person across two platforms. Yes, that happens. And both times did they message like they like did and i was like oh you know i responded and then it 
like it didn't go anywhere. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> you have connected with me in two places, and initiated conversation, not succeeded either. In time. two places, mm. I've reciprocated, and then going it's, nowhere. Like it's gone nowhere in two different locations. So this wild. Yeah, that's happened to me. Um, the other thing is, I don't know why. I don't know if this happens on your end with your demographic. Um, do, do you mean the gays? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, like, are you talking like? Did you like that? Are you just? Oh, well, I wasn't sure if you were like talking like twenty-four to thirty. Or like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking about because we both date men. Yes, <laughs> you just date the gay ones. So do you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a strip shot through the heart. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, uh, straight men on apps. (laughs) Why? They just just make shit up in their bios. And so I read the bio and I try and use it to start a conversation. Mm. So a nice one of these was um, we thought, we both thought this was a good match for me. So he was living and working on a property, not as an owner, but as a property manager. Mm -hmm. Outside of camera somewhere, but you know, within oh, I driving this. distance. I recall this. I did some stalking on your behalf about this. And went to art school. Yeah. <laughs> and so I try and start a conversation about art and he's confused. <laughs> on my recommendation. Because <laughs> I'm sending you screenshots of my stalking going, oh, I've been to art school. That's interesting. Nah, just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> so they make stuff up. They just make things up in there. They're like, oh, art school. That'll be funny on my bio. Why? Lol jokes. So then I'm trying to use it to start banter. No. Yeah, because you're like, mm, I have an art history major in my yeah. degree. <laughs> so then you can't trust them. So you're like already in a state of suspicion. Extremely prickly. Yeah. So it's not good for me <laughs> that. Um, but what I did find interesting with you being on the apps yeah. was in the lead up to your in-person date, because for various reasons you couldn't meet kind of within a week, which is probably normal. Yeah. It was a, like a scheduling thing. Um, there was a long yeah. weekend. You went away. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You expressed to me. Now, this is one how I knew you liked the person. You were worried you wouldn't like them in person. Yeah, because you liked them online. Yes, and I don't know if you remember what I said to you. Uh, I don't know if I can recall it precisely. Okay. Well, I thought I thought about that, and it made me reflect on when I've met people online and then met them in person. Mm -hmm. And my approach has always been to be to give them the opportunity to get to know them in person. Yeah, okay. Like I always like to give them the chance before writing someone off. Um, And and then I thought about that and I just thought, do you know what? You were like, what if I don't like them in person? I like them online. Maybe I won't like them in person. Mm -hmm. And I reflected on all of those times and I thought, every time I've really liked someone online, I've really liked them in person. Mm. I haven't always been attracted to them and that's a different thing. Yes. But I have liked them and been able to enjoy their company. Mm -hmm. I've only run into problems where I've only ever had it where I didn't love them online, hoped I would like them in person. Mm. And then it's not gone well. And actually my gut was just right. Um, Or I've liked them online liked them initially in person and it's just like proven to not be feasible or it's clearly not going to go anywhere, mm. but it's still in the initial date, it was fine. So I was like, I actually think the only outcomes from this are if you like them online, you will like them in person. Mm-hmm. You might not want to kiss them. Yeah. You might not want to marry them, mm-hmm. but you probably will enjoy their company for a lunch or a coffee or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. If you don't like them online, 
I think most likelihood you probably won't. I think that's a fair assessment, um, which is a bit tricky because some, I don't know. Look, I'm going to say this might be uh, a bit loaded because I don't actually have all the, I don't Mm. really have enough data on this to make a really like, you know, informed declaration. Boy, do I have data. (laughs) I know you, I know you do. But But only on the straights. I wonder if this is like a generation specific thing is what I'm getting at. So like maybe someone who is like, I don't know, I'm going to say maybe 35 to 40 up. Yeah. Possibly not being a digital native. Yes. Um, their communication style might be quite inaccessible. There is a communication style thing. Yeah. And so I think that, but maybe of a certain age and certain demographic lower than yeah. that, I I think that largely we are conditioned to communicate, like using yeah. social platforms to communicate, communicate as if it's an extension of our personality. Yes. Um, and there are like one thing that does get in the way, I think with people messaging me is they get intimidated because I'm a teacher about how they message. So I have had boys just take too long to reply because they're working so hard at composing it and editing it. And so I get like one message every 24 hours mm-hmm, yeah. that is devoid of personality yeah. because they've scripted it yeah. so hard. But then I've not liked them in person in terms of the way they communicate either. Yeah, okay. Um, the one time I did agree to go on that date that I didn't end up going on and did go on a date with the gay man instead um, with the older guy. Yes, yes, I recall. He, interestingly, and I didn't mind it, didn't text at all. So, like, mm. we agreed to go on the date mm-hmm. the following weekend and then didn't hear from him, like, after that yep. until it was time to arrange the specifics on the Friday before. Like, nothing in between. I'm kind of into that. I don't mind it because, like, the week is busy or whatever. Yes. Um, but then to go from nothing to being passive <laughs> aggressive, didn't love that. Oh, no, that was toxic as hell. But, yeah, I, like, I think that's a different way of using technology I, to communicate. Yeah. I think what I – a concern for me was the – are you familiar with the um, notion of a text-soaked relationship? No. Okay, so I remember reading about this, like, 10 years ago. Okay. And it's this idea – It's I think it's kind of in the same vein as, like, parasocial relationships. Yeah, right. Um, where you have a really strong sense, like sense of yeah. a person and you communicate through text. Yeah. Um, but, and I think it's something to do, like, there's probably lots of factors involved in this. Mm. I know for me, the thing that affects me the most, like th- that would contribute the most to a possible text soak relationship where you feel like you connect with them in a, in a written way, but then, and then it, it doesn't work out. It doesn't like yeah. translate. translate. Yeah. And I think that, probably the number one thing for me is I assign voices in my head. Oh yeah. I have to read in a voice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's because like, you know, you and I've talked about our very rich Mm. internal worlds before. Mm. And so sometimes even my own monologues, because I have several, Mm. not in a like needs psychiatric support way, just like I'm, I have lots of different trains of thought. And sometimes the trains of thought are emotionally charged or related. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously like, and I don't know if everyone does this, but like there's different like inflections and modulations. Yeah, absolutely. In your brain. In my brain. Yes. Um, depending what the train of thought yeah. is happening. I have an Irish friend and I hear his text in his voice. Yeah, yes. exactly. And so like when I communicate with people via text or I read books yes. or whatever, everyone gets Give their own voice. voice. Yep. Everyone has their own. Yep. 
And so sometimes I... Give the wrong voice. I've wound up. And this, ha- this hasn't... Mm. I wouldn't say that this has exactly happened to me recently, mm. but this has happened to me before mm. where um, uh, there's a disparity yeah. in there. Like, I feel like they're, they aren't the person I've been communicating yes. with. yes. It doesn't connect. It's it's yeah, very bizarre. Synapses have missed each other or something. Yeah, it's like so weird. Yeah, that's a bit uncanny. I don't think I get that as much um, because there is... I do give people voices, mm-hmm. but there is also... I'm going to say like a straight tradie dialect of text. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> it is actually... It's one text voice yeah. and I know that that's not their actual voice. Yes. When I hear it. Whenever I see it written, I'm yeah. like, I know that's not how you speak. Yeah. And I like I can't give this a voice other than generic straight tradey voice. Yeah. Via like, text. Yeah, like um Troy has come to fix something. Like I just can't like I so I I actually need to meet those people sooner. Yeah. Because there's not enough voice in text for me. The other thing I wanted to touch on quickly, and I know you've got other social engagements. Oh, I do. Um, is did you consider a phone call before meeting? I did and have done before. Because I have friends who are really into that. And I hate the idea. There is one reason why that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is because he said that the rules are you need to meet before exchanging phone numbers. And I really supported it as a notion. There are other ways to... Okay. No, I... (laughs) No. I just was like, no, he's right. That's the rule. That's not the rule. I, I'm subscribing to it. That's not the rule. That's his rule. I'm into it. I want to move them off the app as soon as quickly, like possible. I don't want to have to be opening because I feel dirty every time I open the app because they're <laughs> such cesspits. Yeah. And like every time you open it, you're just getting influx of kind of disgusting pickup lines and bullshit that I'd rather move them straight off. Well, but they don't yeah. save their numbers. But I, yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> so, because I think that we, the person I've been, um, spending lots of my time with we've done an uno reverse where um because i was like being forced to utilize the app yes uh it just became a message that person app yes 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 so like i'd open the app purely like i'm not i'm not using it for anything else no no no. i i'm that. i'm communicating with one person on this app, but i'd rather not have to open it which but and i i've told you this story Mm. already but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell the listeners because it's funny um this this boy Mm. He's he's very lovely, sweet. Um, but he communicates. Oh, with this was good. Yeah, the people in his life via like a different like messaging platform. Yeah. Um, and like doesn't have an iPhone. Something so doesn't the, use iMessage. The the n- non nerds of us have never heard of. Yeah, so it's like some kind of like encrypted messaging. Yeah, service, whatever. Um, it's like WhatsApp, but not. Yeah. And not Zap. yeah, not Zap. <laughs> That was too good to Trademarked. Not. Yeah, TM. <laughs> TM. And um, so we've now done an Uno reverse. And so he is messaging me by SMS because obviously no iMessage. Mm. And he says, I'm the only person who he messages via like <laughs> the, messaging, kills me. the messaging app on his phone. <laughs> so the only SMSs he is receiving are from me and scammers. So he's like, it's either... A fake Oz post. I got sheriff, two of those this morning. <laughs> a sheriff on behalf of the ATO or is Tom? Yeah. Li- <laughs> literally. Literally. Um, and the other thing I was going to ask, because yeah. obviously it's gone well, is 
Do you think there was, I guess, anything in the lead up that the two of you did to help that first meeting go so well? Oh, absolutely. So I have something to endorse. Please do. Okay. Um, I've been doing lots of reflection about mm. this because I'm like, okay, what is different about me? I'm 28 now, but mm, that can't yeah. be good. You know, I just, I need to- Post-COVID. Post-COVID. <laughs> I'm really good with my own company. Yeah. I, um, you know, I'm 28. Like, I'm nothing, a dog dad. I'm a dog dad, but really nothing's changed. I just have to use more expensive night cream. Ah! Like, <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just hit me right shot through the heart again (laughs) these hard truths good yes go on anyway um boy do i feel that (laughs) you wait for 29 (laughs) i don't want to be 29 shaking my head vigorously um and i think something that has really helped has been my steadfast commitment and his steadfast commitment because he reciprocated very nicely yeah to just managing expectations about literally everything literally everything literally everything the minutiae yeah yeah um being like okay so you know and i think that this comes with a certain level of um i don't know bravery in your vulnerability Mm -hmm. as brene brown might yep you know talk about yep where i'm like "Mm, it's okay for me to like share that this is something that i need and And i respect your respect of brene brown but i did you notice the other week that i did use that her name to be like Brene Brown the fuck out of here <laughs> when someone was being overly like philosophical for no reason. I know that you, there's a bit of her that you don't subscribe to, if not lots of it. No, I just think, I think she's well packaged stating the obvious to me, but it's not obvious to everyone. So that helps. So that's nice. I suppose so. I think yep. there's lots of people doing her work and it's just like, she just, she speaks it nicely, whatever. There's a lot of hype. I think that she, what she does, what what I think that she and her research team did really well is actually like get the data on yes. stuff that people intuitively. But you never probably... hear about like it's just not just her research. Anyway, yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying, but I I think like yes. if you're a deep fan, um, I just don't think she's that deep. Anyway, you <laughs> I just don't think it's that deep. I I agree with you. Yeah. I I think to me, lots of it is really. Um, for lots of people, it seems quite obvious it's to new, them. Yeah. And for some people, it's brand new. And one important thing someone said to me once was just because it's not new to you doesn't mean it's not valid or it's not important for someone else. True. Yeah. True. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so. But I think you're right. She packages things quite nicely. <laughs> yeah. Leaning into the vulnerability. Leaning into the vulnerability and just being like, okay, what do I need? What do I, what am I expecting? Yeah. What am I thinking? Because, yeah. um, I, this is another Brene thing, yeah. but and I, I, I've taken this on very literally in lots of aspects of my yeah. life, and it absolutely changed my life. Yeah, um, is this notion of constantly like checking in with your own narrative mm. to be like, okay, the story I'm what story telling am I my, telling myself? Yeah, the story yeah. I'm telling myself is because, which is just also CBT, but that's fine. <laughs> but you can like do it on your own for free. <laughs> yes, um, you know, so like d- doing that. Right? Yes. Um, and part, like part and parcel with that, I think is um, helping other people who maybe don't do that mm. um, to like manage communications by actively like relaying what your narrative is. Yeah. Or also just you can do a bit of mitigating that way. Yeah. And just say, yeah. oh, I'm going to feel like this 
if and when this happens. I think also, yeah, like you, I think you warned your date that, you know, Dumpling House was going to be noisy and a little bit stressful. Yeah. Or, um, and then when it was, yeah. your date would know that that's not about them. That's about Dumpling House. Exactly. Or when yeah. we tried to go on Thursday to that other place and I tried to book and I couldn't. And I said, I don't know what's going to happen. And he's like, oh, it'll be fine. We'll just turn up and get a table. We'll be right. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I sent an email. I don't know. I didn't hear back. And I, but I, then I said, I said, um, I will find it really like, I'm really happy to be spontaneous and like yeah. go with whatever. But if I'm the person in charge of making the plan and it doesn't and then work, the plan doesn't work out, I find that extremely I'll need you stressful. to take over. Yeah. And I said, you'll need to be in charge to make the plan because yeah. I will not be able to, I'll be yeah. like fending off a panic attack. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what happened because yeah. I've gone and like tempted the universe like that. Dangled a nice carrot and she's a spiteful beast. She is, as suspected. So I guess what we're endorsing is communication. Oh, yeah. But also because we talked previously about I try and do this mm-hmm. and I try and communicate needs or I try and communicate boundaries. Yes. Um, and there's some good saying about boundaries. I can't remember what it is, but like when you state a boundary, other people hear it as a whatever accusation or a threat or a... yeah. Some kind of reflection on Some, them. Yeah, or a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people trying to loophole around them. Yes. Just don't. Like, just ask further questions. Yeah. Like, I think it's okay to... If you don't understand it, just yeah. ask some follow-up questions. I think it's fine to clarify. Because I promise it's not about you. It's about yeah. me. Yeah. As so many things often are. Yeah. Because that's how humans are. We are. And... Isn't it so weird that we're, like, intrinsically egotistic, but, like, think that... Like other people, oh, actually, never mind. That would be egotistic to assume other people's stuff is about you. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess the to to assume you know someone else better than they know when they're actively trying to communicate yes. themselves to you is yep. just my ultimate gripe. Yeah, because it's so deeply disrespectful. So I don't know. Maybe we have a future where we teach people how to do that communication. Maybe we can. And do instead that. of like the alpha bro on the TikTok being like, when you find a single mom, she's, she seems standoffish because she's full of masculine energy and you've just got to reawaken the feminine in her. We can like do some actual helpful communication tips. Is that a thing? Oh my God. I'll send you some. They're wild. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, there's this whole thing on Instagram, TikTok of dating coaches talking about masculine and feminine energy. It's basically just like, God's sake. Right. I mean, I, I assume it's, it's basically just kind of, people really feeling threatened by the dissolving of gender binaries having to reassert them. And so they're reducing all relationship problems down to imbalances in masculine and feminine energies. It's giving like Gardner's multiple intelligence. So what they're teaching people, (laughs) I know actual BS, what they're teaching people or men to do to women is go, when a woman communicates a boundary to you or communicates an independence or something like that, Mm she's being masculine and she needs to be fixed or you need to act in a way that returns her back to her feminine. And they'll couch that in terms of like, you need to make her safe enough to be feminine and vulnerable and whatever. And she's had to be masculine because men around her have been shit or whatever. And masculinity is only the result of not safety. Yeah. Is yeah it, okay. Masculinity is like a trauma response or masculine and you must fix her. Which is factually incorrect. And but so anyway, I okay. just like anything that is teaching people that when someone communicates something to you, it's your job to analyze it and draw and interpret meaning from it. Just ask them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I had, I actually had this conversation today. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like a similar, it, it was in a similar vein about um, 
the kind of loopholing around expectations and mm. managing them. And when um, people, particu- particularly men, mm. try to, like, if you assert a boundary or you assert mm. a kind of need or something mm. that you, you know, like some kind of expectation, mm. um, particularly in the zone of a rebuff yeah where you're like going okay maybe it's not it's not gonna work out not gonna like, work for me. It's, yep. and there's this kind of toxic persistence yes which i think is so conditioned to us through film romance, and tv yep. and ro- like it's seen yep. as right ro- persistence yep. is seen as romance yep and it factually isn't no and i have a real like problem with that mm. um as probably lots of people do yeah but it's like, it's going to require some real work. <laughs> Man, some societal work. Oh, boy. Yes. Anyway, we can take a leaf out of your book. Manage expectations. Manage expectations. You, I mean, like, not everyone's always open to yeah. that. Because one thing I perhaps uh, do to men on dates <laughs> is mask too well and I don't appear nervous. Yeah. Which possibly also makes me appear not invested. Right. Because my nervousness is not visible. Yes. So I'm like, possibly I seem a bit like a cat, like aloof or something. <laughs> um, yes, or, yeah. or I'm working so hard to make them comfortable because I register their nerves mm-hmm. that I I mask mine yeah. so hard that I actually just seem perhaps cold. Or yeah, like a bit, um, yeah, just like you're not. Like overly interested. confident or yeah, yeah. or yeah, I don't know what it is, but like it's probably not... It probably visually doesn't look like how I actually feel in the moment. Yeah. Which I think is why it's important to ask clarifying questions. Like, you know, I I don't think it's invasive to say, you know, like, what are you thinking? Well, people don't. Or how do you feel? (laughs) Like. (laughs) Isn't that the trope that like men hate women asking that? They're like, I don't know. I'm I'm not aware of what I'm thinking. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, it probably is. But like, I just, I find it. But what, so nice what you're saying when you ask that, what are you thinking, mm. is you're just like saying, give me some more information. Exactly. Any it, information. It's, it's saying, I cannot get enough data on like from your body language or your communication style to... Progress. M- yeah. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to decide how to be. Exactly. You're ask- <laughs> when you say, what are you thinking? You're asking for more data to, to yeah. know how to mitigate your behaviors to interact in a constructive way. Yeah. Which... I think is damn sexy. <laughs> Communication is sexy. Is that where we're ending up? Communication is so sexy. It's hot. 